Good morning. It's time for View for Military Mind for 2023, first show of the new year. Uh, it's January 8th, excuse me, January 7th. Yeah, you can tell this is new, 2023. Views and opinions about world and national events from the mind of two military veterans that have served and defended this country since 1978 and 2009. Yeah, he's a little slow this morning, respectively. Inside, there's been molded by the commitment and sacrifices of patriotic Americans that are defending and have defended our freedoms for the past 247 years. Unfiltered, unedited, and certainly not PC. We are those people. Let's stand up and stand firm. We're your hosts, Terry Mills and Adam Hackler. And we're here to bring you View from Military Mind. New format, new studio, new way to do things. Uh, I'm glad to have Adam on board with me. Um, good morning to everybody. Uh, of course, it's a return of View from Military Mind ITV show with uh, renewed energy and of course, welcome, Adam. Uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell me what you, what have you done? What's your service and what brings you here? So I joined the Army in 2009 where I became a Apache attack helicopter mechanic. Oh, Lord, runner-upper dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, my military career was short-lived against my choice. Um, I got hurt. Uh, I do come from a very extensive family military background shout out to my father randall hackler yeah you, you told me he he retired from the army didn't he mm-hmm. uh, what was his claim to fame while he was in the army so he was mi for the first part of his career okay conflict uh, conflict of interest there military intelligence <laughs> uh and then he was a russian signal analyst for the later part of his career okay he didn't have anything to do with the uh, the, the trump collusion did he i don't believe so <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go there. I had to go there. I didn't know he was a Russian analyst or I'd have had something else on the, uh, on the script here for it. All right. Well, we'll get to know, uh, Adam a little bit better through the show. And, uh, so here's what we're going to dissect and look at today. Um, first thing we got up is the VA. Are they really for the veteran or do we have some other kind of sinister backstory? Uh, a, a little bit from Adam here. We're going to talk about Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris, or Kamala, Kimmel. Camilla, Kimmel. I, I don't know, Canhead. Um, the, and this should be interesting. It really should. Uh, we're also going to get into the DOD policy on equity and equality uh, and the transgenderism that the uh, DOD or Department of Defense is pushing for us. And at the end of it, me and Adam's going to have a little back and forth over the, the January 6th committee report that came out and just how... Yeah, we'll leave the comments for that till we get to that segment. So a little shout out this morning to Rich Ashton and Moving It Right, which is available on Facebook and YouTube. It is a purely conservative political talk show with uh, their host, Richard Ashton. You can catch him daily at 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central Time on YouTube and uh, Facebook called Moving It Right with Richard Ashton daily at 11 central 10 or excuse me 11 eastern 10 central you can show how i'm really prepared for this one now one of the things i want to touch on before we get into all of our uh, our different topics for today uh, of course we just found out this morning it's recent that they have now finally elected a speaker of the house uh, kevin mccarthy a republican is now the speaker of the house um adam what do you think about this whole mess that's been going on i mean 
four days of uh, wrangling back and forth between them and the Freedom Caucus and 16 vote sessions. Uh, well, <clears throat> to be honest, uh, I don't, I don't really follow politics that that often that mm -hmm. much. Um, but from what I understand, there was a big push to get him elected. Um, that it was good to see that our democracy, Democra democratic process, democratic po process was being utilized uh, correctly. Yeah, because um, so well, yeah, and from Jones Street, there was two hundred and one between two hundred and two hundred and one Republicans uh, in the House that were supporting Kevin McCarthy. Uh, they had a holdout of twenty people from the Freedom Caucus, um, and they were wanting all kinds of different things, different rules to be changed, different committees that they wanted to be on. And, and now I listened to uh, Dan Bongino the other day, and he was talking about how people are screaming, you know, it's an embarrassment, you know, this shouldn't be going on. Um, and it's actually democracy working. It's the way our constitution and, and our bill of rights and the, the, everything that formed this country, it's the way it's supposed to work. Well, that's why people are mad. Yeah. It, especially the Democrats. Well, the Democrats were actually just sitting there with popcorn in the, in the gallery. Believe it or not, I watched it on TV on Fox news the other night. Um, they panned the entire gallery and they're sitting there with popcorn and Cokes and coffee watching the fiasco. But it was to me. It was not an embarrassment. It was our democracy at work. It was go working the way it's supposed to. Um, the Freedom Caucus got the things that they needed, um, the committees that they want to sit on. And people say, "Oh, they're holding them hostage for petty things." No, they talked to their constituents, and this is what their constituents wanted them to do. So mm -hmm. they're actually doing their job. Is some of it petty? Probably. Yeah. It seems like. <clears throat> Uh, um, it seems like nowadays people are more happy by not following the way the constitution is supposed to work, the mm -hmm. way that our democratic process is supposed to work. It seems like people are more happy when they step outside those lines, uh, rather than when you utilize it, like you're supposed to, that's when people have a problem because it doesn't go their way. Right. They'd rather follow the status quo and be a lemming <clears throat> over the cliff. Right. Uh, I know there's one, uh, one of my guests I had on a year or so ago, Mark Dupuy, out of uh, Louisiana. He is a constitutional scholar. He teaches the Constitution. And um, if you all ever get a chance to, to look that up, it is a, um, it's the Constitutional School, uh, and they are based out of Texas. And Mark Dupuy is one of, his, one of their uh, uh, counselors and uh, instructors. And it, it really had a lot of insight, and I learned a lot from him on how this how our constitutional government works, or a constitutional republic. Um, and we got to see it firsthand, actually do what it's supposed to do this time. Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, one thing that I am concerned about that they did get is now it only takes one member of Congress to call for the removal of the Speaker. That's... That could be dangerous. Yeah. All it takes is for one person to have one bad day. They're going to call for whoever. They're yeah. That's that doesn't seem that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't to me either. And fortunately, all these rules, these new rules and new committees, still have to go before a vote before a vote on the floor of the house. So it's not like it's written in blood and stone yet. Right. But it just, that one caught me off guard. Like you said, somebody could have a bad day or not agree with McCarthy. 
or you know, Kevin's got something else on his plate that needs to be done that is of utmost importance to us, i.e., yeah, how about the defense bill? <laughs> so we can support the military and the veterans. And somebody just either didn't get laid last night or had a bad coffee. And yeah, I agree with your point on that. And, and that's my concern. They'll use as a, a baseball bat over the speaker of the house's head, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. Yep. So it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how this is going to go. Uh, now, the VA, a big topic for a lot of veterans. Uh, someplace that we pray that we get help out of uh, has become a, I don't know what. It's become a something. Yeah, we're not sure what the hell is going. It, it really seems like it's a hit or miss um, <clears throat> experience with with depending on who you are. Um, my father that I mentioned earlier, he always has a pleasant experience at the VA. Everything goes swimmingly for him. I don't know where he's going because it's the exact opposite for me. <laughs> what kind of experiences you had up there? Well, <clears throat> just to give you an example. So not long ago, <clears throat> back in August, I had surgery on my knee. Right. They prescribed me, or they gave me a knee brace, um, one that seemed like you almost needed a techno- technical manual to learn how to adjust. <laughs> yeah, and to let you all know, I saw this. Me and Adam actually worked together uh, at Axiom Incorporated, and it, he looked more like, you know, iRobot than he did Adam Hackler, and it was really funny. Uh, we'll not get into some of the comments that were made, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I asked after a certain amount of time, I asked for a different brace. Right. Um, and the surgeon said, yeah, absolutely. You know, that thing looks uncomfortable, which that was an understatement. That thing was extremely uncomfortable. And like I said, it looked like our robot. <laughs> yeah. And for all you guys out there in the military right now that's listening, that it's hoping they come up with the exoskeleton performing combat, just write a message to Adam. Uh, on view from Military Mind Facebook page, he'll tell you exactly how that does not work. Yeah, it doesn't work like you think. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, I got uh, approved for a new brace. And so I went to the VA. Uh, the VA had called me prior to that and said, hey, your new brace is in. Your okay. new brace, remember that. So I go to the VA and I go to the pharmacy. I say, hey, you know, I got a phone call. My new brace should be in for a pickup. Well, I said, well, you'll have to go to prosthetics. I said, uh, okay. So I went to prosthetics. That would worry me first off using the word prosthetics. Like, okay, am I going in for a replacement? Yeah, I'm not sure what you guys' plan is here. But uh, (laughs) so I go to prosthetics and I say, hey, pharmacy sent me over here. Said that you guys have my brace. The lady at the counter looked at my brace and said, that's the brace you're supposed to have. Um. if this is the brace I'm supposed to have, then why was I approved for a new, different brace? Well, anyway, after my typical VA experience of going back and forth asking, hey, is it, do I have a new brace here? What's going on? Uh, the lady at the front desk, uh, I guess she's a surgeon in her day job or whatever, but she said, no, that's the brace you're supposed to have. So... I got fed up. I said, you know what? Nah, I'm not worried. I'll just wear this freaking thing. So as I go limping out like a part of a RoboCop. Uh, this been shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she chases me down in the parking lot as I'm about to get in my 
vehicle and she says, Mr. Ab, uh, are you feeling okay today? I said, uh, it wasn't like I here. Why? <laughs> she said, well, I was just worried about your, your, your mental health. I said, my mental health. This person chased you out into the parking lot, an open area where to mm. ask you about your mental health. Yes. Uh, my next question would be about her mental stability. Well, I, I, I asked her, I said, is it hard to breathe? And she said, what do you mean? I said, with your head so far up your fourth point of contact. <laughs> and she said, no, sir. No, sir. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> didn't deny it. You agreed. I said, well, don't run into the door on your way back. I know it's probably hard to see up there. So. Wow. Yeah, that's. It, it, there are so many things, and I've heard so many stories from veterans, uh, different generations from Vietnam. I've even talked to, I had the privilege to talk to a couple of Korean and uh, World War II vets. There's a lot of people that do have good experiences. Uh, here lately, I, midway through my experiences with VA has been pretty good. Early on, it was absolutely atrocious. Um, here lately, it's been kind of delayed. Um, not sure what's going on. I never can get a straight answer from anybody. We have a new VA secretary that seems to think that um, that her way is the only way to do it, and there's some changes coming about. Now, next week, uh, next show, and hopefully you know, Adam's on board with us, um, we're going to get into more of that with that VA secretary and, and their outlook and see what they plan on changing. I know there's a lot of things happening with the wokeness that's going on. Um, the transgenderism, where in the name of God did they come up with the idea that now a veterans organization who's taking care of the wounded, the mentally affected, and yeah, PTSD, the things that we go through, those are mental effects. These are things that happened to us while we were in the service or consequences afterwards. Why in the hell are we giving these people sex change operations and treat? You chose this outside of the military. The military didn't do that to you. Carry your happy ass out to your own doctor and you go pay for it yourself. I don't want my benefits being wasted on your, uh, what was the term I used to be? Um, dysphoria. Okay. Not my problem. You came up with that, not me. So yeah, I don't know what your feeling on that is, but. You know, that's something that's coming across. And to me, that's going to curtail our benefits and our availability for medical care because some Yahoo wants to go get his tallywhacker changed over to <laughs> something flat or vice versa. Well, so my, my view on, on the whole thing is I don't care if you're transgender. I don't care if you identify as the a different gender, no gender, whatever the hell people are doing. Yeah, binary or yeah. I don't uh, care if you... Classifies a walking stick. Yeah, I don't care if you're white, black, polka dot, short, fat, tall, whatever. Well, I mean, look at me. I mean, <laughs> what, a little hypocritical for me to discriminate against. Yeah, exactly. Body. And we did have to put a taller chair for him, yeah, <laughs> and a wider lens for my head. But so, my thing is your capabilities. Downrange has no no time for special treatment of any kind, and if. I know a big argument right now is if you identify as the other gender or whatever you identify as or your sexual orientation, you know, that's, that's a natural occurrence. You know, you, a lot of them say they were, they were born that way. You know, they were born that way with that, that thought process. 
what else is a natural occurrence is being tall or being short. Damn. Or having a big ass head. <laughs> but that doesn't justify special treatment. No, it, it doesn't. And it, and I'm glad you brought that up with special treatment because that segues into our next topic. Um, talking about the DOD and their most recent um, fiasco that's going on. Uh, recently, it was put out and become effective January 1. This is what I'm understanding. That the DOD, Department of the Army, Department of the Navy, uh, Department of the Marine Corps, uh, Department of the Air Force, and yeah, it's Department of Homeland Security that controls the puddle pirates. I mean, the Coast Guard. Hmm. So, but anyway, this is a policy that's been put out. Commanders are being directed that if you have a service member that now identifies as transgender, that person, if he identifies now as a female and it's in deers, let me make that stipulation. I had to learn this last night. It has to be in deers. For those who do not know what deers is, that is the um, system. We put all of our personal information in there, PII, uh, personal identifiable information. Once you put in there what your gender is, that's what you're considered. Okay which to me is absolutely asinine. It doesn't take much to go over there and, hey, doc, check their junk, see what they are. Uh, but they don't do that anymore. It also lists your family members and any special needs and things like that. Uh, a lot of things that Deers does. But now it, back to what I was originally on, if Deers identifies that you have said, I am a female, okay, most people will laugh at me because that's not going to happen. When they go to the unit, the commanders are required to provide this individual with facilities with the female soldiers. Yeah, okay. Just mull on that one for a minute. Okay. Uh, if they go to the field, again, they'll be able to use facilities, latrines, showers, things of that nature, with the female soldiers. And this is vice versa. If you have a female that's identifying as a male, she can use the male facilities. Um, brings up two problems real quick. And I, I, I got to thank my girlfriend about this, bringing this up. Um, if you've got a guy walking into the female shower, what's to stop him from doing something outlandish like huh, rape? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the same way in the guy shower, she has just walked in there with 15 males. Somebody can take advantage of this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the choice, uh, the decision on on the acceptance of, of special treatment and everything that goes along with this, mm -hmm. I don't think it was fully thought through of the possible consequence, consequences or ramifications of, of some of these situations, you yeah. know? And that seems to be a a common theme with really anybody nowadays in a position of power decision-making is things are not thought through thoroughly. They're just, they're more concerned about being ridiculed. Yeah, they're more concerned about being politically correct. Yes. Uh, or as the term has been put out there as being woke, which in this case, I mean, they're pushing across a socialist agenda and turning the army into a social experiment again. Mm -hmm. Now we have been at well, the military in general, not just the army. I speak for the army because, or I speak in reference to the army because that's what I've been in. Um, 
But I mean, we're, it was described the other day by uh, a retired general. We are now worse as a social experiment in the military branches than we were immediately after Vietnam when they went apeshit. Yeah. It, it's it, to think we didn't learn from history. You know, we come up with all kinds of social things, all kinds of acceptances we had to have. Um, we've had the don't ask, don't tell. We've had the acceptance of gays. Uh, now it's LGBTQ, whatever alphabet they throw at the end of this damn thing. Now you want me to accept somebody that went in there and is still hanging around with the boys and big Jim in the females. First, I'm going to shoot him. Um, if I was to see him to walk in with uh, my daughters or a female friend or my girlfriend or something like that, mm-hmm. there's going to be repercussions. Seriously. And um, I mean, you guys didn't have to deal with this during the Revolutionary War, you know? Right? Why did I know this was going to come out? Wow. <laughs> Ass. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Yes, I know. But this is something that seriously concerns me. And I am so glad that I've come to the end of my career to, to have to deal with this. I am what I see our military coming to across the board, all of them seriously scares me. We can't retain people now. We can't recruit people now. And you've got some woke bonehead up there sitting at the type and it, people correct me if I'm wrong, go back over my past two years of shows. I told you having Lloyd Austin and Mark Miley up there in the positions they're in, and some of the other secretaries of the services was going to be a problem. Did I not? Uh, I was not kidding. And here we are. They are so politically uh, connected that they're pushing this democratic social agenda across to us into the military. Now, how are we going to fight a damn war? We can't right now. We physically cannot fight a war. We're too worried about what whether somebody's got a tallywhacker or not, whether or not he's going into the female bathrooms. And, oh, by God, this is the one that gets me the most. If you complain about the individual that has now been allowed to go into your bathroom, the first time you'll be counseled about it and you'll be arrangements made to, to either schedule your use of that latrine or whatever. You as the complainer will be. You complaining. as the complainer. Okay. If you complain the second time, you've got to go back to retraining. Sounds like China, doesn't educational camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to go. And this stuff is coming up mandatory for us to go to the training for. And, and then if you complain a third time, you stand to face punishment of some sort. Now, I haven't been able to find exactly what that is yet. Uh, on some sides, they're saying it's UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, non-judicial punishment, mm-hmm. which means some field officer arbitrarily can decide if you're going to lose rank, money, time, whatever. Uh, I have not found a confirmation on that, so please don't quote me as that being gospel, but it's a possibility. Um this is the kind of world we're coming to. Uh, and all you out there that are civilians, if you're a DOD contractor, the same applies to you. You will comply. Scares the hell out of me because the military industrial complex is quite large. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, we work in an industry here in Huntsville where we have ourselves uh, involved in government contracts. So this stuff even touches us at home. This is, I mean, what do you think? I've been rambling on here and it, it, I'm about ready to just go out and start choking people every time I say that they support it. Uh, I don't think that would be a good reaction to have, but <laughs> I will say that just from what I gather, um, 
I'm a very, you know, as you know, I like to joke about everything. Oh, um, yes. More so, than, more so than I probably should, but I'm also very observant with people. And it seems like collectively, uh, as a public, we are more concerned with people's feelings not being hurt than we are with the actual efficiency of any type of system in, in any aspect. Uh, in this case with the, the military, they're more concerned about being politically correct, giving somebody the right bathroom uh, than they are effectively building up defenses for any potential uh, conflict that may come up, you know, and that's, that's going to come back and bite us in the fourth point of contact. Uh, that's yeah, it, and it already is Adam in all reality. Yeah. I mean, we take a look, like I mentioned just a little bit ago about our recruiting numbers mm -hmm. and our retention numbers. I mean, I just heard recently uh, from some folks that I know that are in uh, on active duty had a major 24 years in. Yeah, he could retire. And that's exactly what his did. His brigade commander come down and said, you will do this. And he goes, no, I will not. I'm retiring. I'm done. We're losing good, solid leadership. Mm -hmm. They actually know how to fight wars, that know how to lead troops, take care of their people. And they're not politically corrected. They're not, or they're not politically correct. They're not politically connected. And people are losing sight of the whole point of a military. The whole point of a military is to have a designated group of people go fight on behalf of your country mm -hmm. to preserve your way of living, to preserve your rights, your freedom, everything. But now everybody is more concerned about hurting whoever's feelings and if they're going to cry about it or, if, you know, people, people are focused on the wrong, the wrong things right now. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's based on my opinion. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I observe is we're more concerned about these whole kumbaya type circles than we are going to fight for our, our brothers and sisters mm -hmm. and fight for our families. We're more <laughs> worried about, you know, cousin Timmy wants to get his yeah. junk cut off. You know, now he's got to have a special bathroom and he's got to be held to, to a, a different standard, which that's, that's ridiculous too, mm -hmm. you know. And besides, it, the last time I was uh, in combat, I didn't see any bullet out there going, "Are you transgender? Or, or do I have to do something else?" Mm -hmm. I ain't seen a freaking bullet one do that shit. And an RPG, RPG really don't care, yeah, because it's going to take out a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to stop all this silly crap. Go in there as a human being, a man and a woman. Do your job. Fight what you're supposed to fight. All this silly social crap, keep that at home. Uh, do that back when you get back on a block or when you retire. Don't shove it on those who want to really do their job. Uh, we fought with th about things like this before and it managed to get squashed, but now it seems that its ugly head is there to stay. Um, and I just, I, I no way I can support it. Um, somebody comes up to me and says, I got to have a special bathroom. Can you just hold the war for me? No, the fuck not. Okay. They're shooting at me and you need to either be the bullet stopper for me or go away. Quit interfering with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that gets to be a pretty serious subject. And I'm, I'm hoping I see some comments that come across Facebook and Twitter and 
uh, YouTube and the other platforms are on because we really want to respond back to that. I want to see what you guys have to say out there, uh, you ladies and uh, men, what your comments about this is. Do you feel it's really going to tear up our military, which I do. A lot of people that I've already talked to feel that way also. Or do you think it's the way we need to be going in our military? Uh, do you think it's the way we need to be going in our social circles, social boy, I got my tongue over my eye tooth. I couldn't see what I was saying, but you know, should we be going through this for such a small minority? Because the minority of the number of people that are that way in the military is less than 1%, less than 3% identify as you know gay or lesbian or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. So here we've got the tail wagging the dog. Instead of the dog saying, okay, we understand what you're going through. We'll help you with it, but you're not changing the entire dichotomy of what we've got going on right. just to make you happy. Okay. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Now this, this next say, well, we're going to go ahead and say we end in the next one because this particular individual has been a comedic show from day one. Um, and he's the progenitor of a lot of this crazy crap we've got going on. And his little blind partner that seems to not know where the border is or anything else that she's doing. Adam, can you just give me a little insight into Joe Biden and Carmel or Kamala, Camila Harris? I mean, I know you've got a lot of thoughts about these two. Kamala. Kamala. Okay, Kamala. Uh, Also, so like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't follow politics a whole lot. Um, But what I do take an interest in is stupidity <laughs> not not ignorance so, so you spent a lot of time watching this man and this woman run around the country i get so excited when i hear that he's going to give a speech because it is inevitable that he's going to come up with a story that has nothing to do with the event he is at yeah i know i, I know and it, it just to give a little tag in here too i want to see how this is going to work out you know he's going to visit the border right if he can get there, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they got the Mexican government's going to show him where it's at. He's going from the wrong side. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> He's going to be in there. I love Mexico. I love. I love Italian food. <laughs> you know, and but oh my god, Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa Joe, he he just. I saw a video. I don't know how old it is or anything, but I saw a video where he was telling a story about. During the summer, his leg hair would grow out and it would turn blonde. Uh, and that there was a boy at a pool who would dip his hand in the pool and rub his hand up and down his leg. I don't care what event you're at. <laughs> there is no situation where that story has any relevancy. And it was also creepy. I don't know why the hell you would you, you would share that with people. But he just... he. But we we know when we see him on cameras, especially early in his, his administration, he was sniffing people. I, I didn't know whether he had a sinus <laughs> issue I saw or that. like. It, and the little girls, he was great with you know. You could always tell when there was a little girl in the room because Joe's like, <laughs> he smells innocence. That's why, you know. I'm gonna let you run with that one. I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> but no, <nah>, he <laughs> he just he always looks to me. He always looks like he's having trouble reading his teleprompter. You know, he's always got that squinty look and he, he, he looks confused, which uh, well, often the, proves he is confused. Yeah, um, yeah. But none of his stories ever have any relevancy. Uh, whoever's writing for, for him, A plus, because that guy has the toughest job in the world because I know there's got to be people in the background 
when President Biden's given a speech of any kind and he goes off on his little <laughs> some, <laughs> summer days late hair <laughs> trails. Somebody's going, Mr. President, up oh, nah, back back to the topic, please. <laughs> or the poor little girl over in the corner going, oh, fuck. <laughs> he, he sniffed me twice. You know? <laughs> I just... And to be honest, from Kamala Harris... Uh, oh, his, his counterpart, the, the one he keeps calling president. He's done that this week seven times he's called her president. It, mm-hmm. Has he lost his way? Uh, I think he lost his way way before we just pointed it out. Uh, now, what I see, every time I see her face on TV or, or, or anything, I see her face. She looks pissed, which I don't blame her. Because I'd be pissed if I fell, I had to follow directions from a guy who can't ride a mountain bike, you know, <laughs> and he's supposed to be running this country. So oh she God. just, and I heard, you know, an, uh, an, another thing, I fact checkers have fun. Uh, <laughs> I heard that if, if he runs again uh, and he makes his announcement that he's thinking about dropping uh, Kamala as his running mate. Really? Who, who's he plan on running? I have no idea. Knowing him, it could be Bubbles the monkey for all we know. But <laughs> it, it, he may be wanting to go, you know, after Walter, you know, with Jeff Dunham <laughs> because they look so much alike, and you know, yeah, a, Walter is kind of crotchety, but and they're never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. You might as well. <laughs> they're they're both dummies. Um, <laughs> so. <clears throat> Anyway, I just, <laughs> I could go on forever about this. Yeah, you ought to work with him, I know. Um, I just, that man, it, it, to sum it up, the best word I can think of is that man is entertaining. Uh, some of his reasonings for why he says the things he says, there's got to be psychologists out there just completely baffled. <laughs> Why, how this guy's mind works. I know. In saying that, it looks like it's something. They're just waiting for him to retire and die so they can study his brain going, what the fuck was going on here with this clown? Oh, man. It, it, you, know, <laughs> you know what they're going to find? You remember the uh, the old monkeys with the symbols? <laughs> That's what they're going to find. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> Now you've totally, I've totally lost on where we were going to with this one. Um, but yeah, but you don't think Kamala's going to make the cut. So to be the vice president in the next run, that's what I heard. So, and what's got to be a relief to her, you know, I don't think she knows where she's at either. I mean, it, you uh, talk about the blind leading the blind when it comes to these two. That's very it, true. Um, I mean, she t- looks totally bum fuzzled when she's standing up there to, <laughs> the senator or whatever to try to break a tie is like, which way do I go? Yeah. I okay. always like seeing whenever he's talking about anything and she's standing behind him. If you watch every once in a while, you see her face where she cuts her eyes over at him. Like what the, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Did you, I, what? <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, and we'll go ahead and move on to the next <laughs> topic. Um, another one that's just as entertaining, uh, both of us has looked into it. This is 824 pages of what the fuck. Hmm. Um, the January 6th committee report. 
Uh, I don't know how many of you have taken time to even read a summary like I did. Uh, I have all 824 pages on my computer and it went, what? No, stop. <laughs> and which I think the Benny Thompson, should, somebody should have told him that when he started out. If nobody knows who Benny Thompson is, he is the congressman from Mississippi. Okay. From Jackson. Now, this is the same individual that at some points in my career in the military, I was in the National Guard. He tried to do all kinds of things to cut the National Guard. He is a dichotomy of stupidity. Uh, it is crazy. My engineer's looking at me kind of funny. What's wrong? Uh, for those who don't know, I do have an additional hand back here in the corner. And yeah, she won't let me identify who she is, but it keeps cut. I'll pay for this one later on. But <laughs> I thank her for doing what she's doing. She's helping out a whole bunch. But anyway, um, Benny Thompson is actually shouldn't be in charge of this committee. He has an agenda uh, along with, um, oh, what's her name? Um, her dad was vice president. Uh, oh, no. The Republican that acts Democrat. That's a lot of them. <laughs> no, those are rhinos. <laughs> Liz Cheney. Sorry. Old age, blank mind. Liz Cheney and uh, Benny Thompson. That's all this was, was just a, uh, a show for them to try to run after Trump and take him down. Mm -hmm. And they haven't been successful. <clears throat> uh, they tried to issue subpoenas. Those have gone away. You know, it was nothing but a farce, a witch hunt and a show. That's all it was. It was something to waste taxpayers money. The Congress uh, subcommittee's time. You know, I don't, I don't see where it benefited anything. What, uh, what do you think? I don't think it benefited anything. Uh, so, <clears throat> I read uh, just a little summary on it, um, and I do try to encourage people to read up on affairs like this themselves, inform <laughs> themselves. You know, but it seems like some of these accusations, some of these testimonies, and things like that were were a bit. Uh, I don't know how to what the right word would be, but it, it seems like they were persuaded to give certain. Oh yeah, they they were coerced, or I'm not accusing anybody of, of persuading witnesses or anything like that. But witness know, tampering. Yeah, it, it's very easy for you to feel a certain way. Just as a human being, it's very easy for you to feel a certain way about someone or something. In this case, former President Trump. Uh, and then turn around when a large group of the adversary is looking at you, it's very easy for you to switch, mm -hmm. you know, and now all of a sudden you have issues. This happened, this happened. I saw this, he did this, you know, it, it this whole report just seems like a, a more organized way of a, a child trying to tattle on a sibling. Yeah. You know, um, I have two kids and in, Essentially, that's the same same thing. If they knew how to write, if my eight year old knew how to write a book, that's what that's how <laughs> what would happen. Yeah, and and you look at the way the verbiage is in there and the English language is used in there. It is so simplistic. It does not look like something that comes out of our 
government, mm -hmm. um, which totally surprised me. Uh, some of the street slang that's actually in this report. I mean, if you guys don't know what street slang is because you're from rural country, which we are too, take a look at this report and you'll learn, you know, some of the street slang that's used in there that has no place in these reports. These are supposed to be educated professionals out here and they're talking like somebody from back on the block. It's an, the whole thing is an embarrassment, whether you're Republican or Democrat, the whole report is a, an embarrassment. Um, it just doesn't make sense why we wasted our time with this. And, and this morning on the news, I was listening to uh, MSNBC, which please don't shoot me. I do listen to some mainstream media. Um, not everybody has everything. But uh, <clears throat> as of this morning, there's still 950 people in custody over the January 6th, quote, riot, insurrection, um, demonstration, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the terminology is just out of hand at this point. Um, to me, it started out as a peaceful march, and there were other entities involved in getting this thing to get out of hand, not just conservatives. Um, but the, again, this what this report and these court cases went after. They didn't go after all the other entities that were involved. What happened to the FBI agent that was there? What happened to the uh, U.S. Marshal that was there on their own? Mm. The last report is they still have their jobs, but nothing else has been done. They're conservative. Right. I personally don't think anything needs to be done to them. They were there to express themselves. Did people go there to intentionally hurt, inflict harm and damage? Yeah, but not 950 of them. Not every conservative on the face of the earth. Um, the Oath, earth, oath Keepers and uh, what's the other one? Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. They've been known for some time to be the extreme radical right of the conservative movement. Yeah. Um, but not all of them are that way. Yeah, and, and that's the problem, too, is, is people who are not associated uh, or, or people who oppose the opposite side, right? Mm -hmm. Those extremists, there's always an extremist in any group of people. Yeah, whether they're left, right, center... Antifa, right? Um, then you got terrorist groups like BLM, you know, <laughs> and that's the way I feel about Antifa and BLM. BLM both are domestic terrorists to me. Um, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, they've reached that level also. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's still a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know that support you know those two particular groups. But let's be honest, that they went to the far extremes of what is considered normal and acceptable. Uh, at one time, I would watch and see what, you know, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys were doing. They started out with a normal agenda to try to help change things. And they went off the rails right before, you know, not long before January 6th. Mm -hmm. So those that did harm, those that injured officers, let's make sure we've got the proper evidence to prove it, not just hearsay, which a lot of it has come out to be so. Well, that, and, and don't let that Form, <coughs> form your opinion that that's how everyone. Yeah, don't operates. use it as a blanket for conservatives. That right. all of us are that way. I mean, you won't see me going to Washington D.C. beating the hell out of some congressman, although it's not a bad idea at times. Um, but I'm not going to physically go and do that. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm involved in a protest up there, a march, which for our country that's always been part of us. It's been allowed within reason. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a line that you can cross where it turns into armed conflict or uh, things of that nature uh, or a riot. 
And we saw that, my God, you know, some of us lived through the 60s. We saw that a lot with the Vietnam War protests. The 1860s. <laughs> Wrong <Sorry>. war. <laughs> Wrong war. And they didn't protest back then. They just run around with pitchforks and torches. That's right. And muskets, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, he's jealous of age and he's getting there. You got enough age for all of us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> See what I have to put up with? And I love the guy. I mean, look, I brought him on my show. That's a scary thought, isn't it? I mean, what's not to love about me, though? So, You really want me to go there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, yeah, with the January 6th, um, that whole thing is just a joke. And, of course, now we see that it's starting to quiet down. Mm-hmm. You're hearing less and less about it. Yeah, Benny Thompson, every once in a while, gets his dumb ass up there and goes, Aah! just <laughs> to try to keep it going. Liz Cheney, she thinks she's an entity and she's not. So I just I just don't know what to do with it other than I'm going to ignore it from now on. Uh, it, it is it's now become irrelevant. So what kind of time we got over there, engineer? All right. We got 15 minutes left if we want to go that far. But I'll tell you what, we're going to, it's been a great show. I've enjoyed having Adam on. Welcome aboard. Thank Uh, you. You, as far as I'm concerned, you can come back anytime you want to. You're listed now as a co-host of the show. I appreciate that. Uh, One of these days I'm going to hand it over to you and say, I'm taking the freaking day off. I'm out of here. I don't think you want to do that. Oh yeah, I do. (laughs) I want to see it happen. But anyway, um, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, <clears throat> go to YouTube, leave your comments on there. Let us know what you thought about the show. Um, let us know what you'd like to see change, what you'd like to see added. If you want to be a guest on the show, by all means, I'd love to have you on board. We can add on uh, up to 10 guests. We can just make this a little party. And Adam will be so excited, we'll have to dress him in a stray jacket. <laughs> but write to us at vfamm2020 at gmail.com. Uh, that's vfamm2020 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, or you can contact us on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, View from Military Mind. Um, the Twitter account, Military Mind. And with YouTube, it's also View from Military Mind. So send us a message. Let us know what you think. Adam? I uh, appreciate you. Uh, inviting me onto the show, designating me as the uh, co-host. I forgot what I was about to say. So it'll never get better with time. You'll either be like Joe Biden or you'll be like me. Yeah. So there's one time. I'm just kidding. Uh, I appreciate everybody who tuned in. Um, Again, shout out to my dad for his service to all veterans, all active duty, whether you were here for the revolutionary war or not. Thank you for your service uh, and and your willing to sacrifice. And uh, just to echo what Adam said, thank you to everybody. Uh, Thank you to all the veterans, all the active duty, the National Guard and Reserve, uh, brothers and sisters, all. Uh, This show is for you. This gives our viewpoints. I know not everybody shares mine and Adam's viewpoints. Bring them to us. Uh, We'd love to share what you got. If you want to come on yourself, we share it. Uh, Until next Saturday, uh, next Saturday at 10 a.m., We will be on. Uh, Look forward to hearing from everybody. Thank you for being here. And just be safe. Be happy. Love your families. Love your friends. Love your brothers and sisters. And God bless America.
Gå och hitta.